talking music, building businesses, and the grit in the journey. We're Scriz and Adam, and welcome to The Rise. And we are back. It is Scriz, it is Adam, it is The Rise, it's everything you know and love. We are on episode 19. Adam, what is going on in your world right now? I really like that that intro right there. That was that was pretty good oh, off the good. off the cuff. You're you're really <laughs> settling into the groove oh, on this uh, this intro. Oh, hilarious. That's good. It's uh no man, I'm doing well. I'm uh one uh, just a few more days away from leaving Hawaii. I know I've been teasing that the last few episodes, but I'm about to hitch a flight to Austin, Texas. So uh, I feel like you should be doing doing some shows in Austin. I had something lined up, but it fell through. But I will be back in Austin during the summer. Heard South by Southwest is coming. They need you. And no one does South by Southwest anymore. So. Really. It's not like a thing I, anymore. I I I'm, I'm behind the times. Yeah, sir. So talk to me, Adam. What's on your mind? What are what, what are what are we discussing on the rise today on our both our journeys? I figured last last episode we talked about love, and hopefully you all got a chance to check out that episode. Oh, and, yes. and by the way, if you like at all what we're saying, give us a thumbs up, give us a comment. We love hearing from you. Um, but if you heard last episode, we talked about love. And I thought today a good episode would be to talk about a different type of love, but it's around friendships. Because sure. one of the challenges that I've had, like in in when I was growing up, I had a really great great group of friends. We would hang out, do everything together. Um, but for me, I went to college in Boston. I grew up in New York, so I didn't get to see my friends quite as much then. And then when I started my company, like with a lot of stuff, I went all in on that. And one of the things I've always struggled with is balancing friendships with, you know, as we call it, the rise. So I thought it'd be an interesting topic for us to throw around and hear how you do that balance and uh, yeah, see where the yeah. conversation goes. That's great. And I think, I think, you know, just to, to kick it off, like, you know, friendship is another form of love, like we talked about on the last episode. And, you know, with that, there's, we're on this journey on this rise to, you know, put yourself in the best situation and be the best self you can be. And a part of that requires the most valuable commodity on earth time, of course. Uh, and with you, focusing on yourself, you have less time to focus on your friends and your loved ones. Um, you know, I can say, I can say confidently this year, um, as I'm transitioning to be nomadic, um, I've kind of realized my pitfalls, you know, I, you know, I'm so obsessed with my music, so obsessed with my music and, and my work and my travels that maybe I haven't been a good friend or maybe when I had a funny thought in my head, about something funny that happened or whatever. Like I didn't text that person, you know what I mean? And I think just recently I've been like, you know, this really stupid joke, I really should text that person or like, like, like we should just go to the gym together once. You know what I mean? Even once every four months. Cause I might die. You might, you never fucking know. You know what I mean? So I, I can say I've been, I've been bad and I'm working on getting better. And I think, and this is not an excuse. I mean, I think this is just, you know, growing pains and learning curves, but it's like the, the, I have, I work with my friends, you know what I mean? Like everyone I work with is my friend. Like they're my brothers. Like so many people I work with in music, I get off the phone and say, I love you too. On a very, very, very regular basis, man, men telling they love each other. You know what I mean? So it's um, the areas get great. And I think, I think, I think it's such a blessing and a beautiful thing, but it's also like, you know, it's also realizing like, it's gotta be the same in football. It's gotta be the same in whatever, you know, you, you bust each other's balls on the field, you love each other, but you find ways to show each other that you love each other off the field as well, you know? 
And then those that you don't have on the field, you have to find ways to give them the love that you're giving the people on the field. So I don't know if I answered any question there, but uh, it is a struggle and just being proactive and, and conscious, I think is, is the name of the game, you know? Yeah. And I feel like uh, as you start to go into this nomadic lifestyle too, and, and I've been doing it for, for a few, almost a few years now, it is a challenge because you're, you're always also making new friends and, or you're, at least you're trying to, when you go to these new spots and you're constantly trying to develop new relationships with new people. And uh, it's a, uh, for me, I think it's very exciting because I, you, what you see is there are just so many different types of people, depending on where you are, depending on what phase you're, of your journey that you're in. And I, I always think that's such an exciting part about traveling is the new friendships and relationships. Like I talked about last episode, leaving Hawaii, one of the toughest things is not just my family that's here, but also the good friends that I've been able to develop here. Because that, that, is, that is a big part of it too, is when you are traveling a lot, it's tougher because you don't get that maybe as deep of relationships because you're not there, you know, full time, but you do get to have more relationships with different types of people. I want to piggyback on what you're saying. Cause I, I so deeply relate with that, especially like from doing house parties and shows and settings where, you know, I get off stage and then you know, say there's 70 people there. I get to meet every single person there or whatever. Like, I have 3000 numbers in my phone. <laughs> I say I have zero friends, but I have 3000 numbers in my phone. Um, not true at all. I'm just exaggerating, but it's, um, it's a discipline, and I'm so grateful that, you know, the people around me, I think, really get that. I think very few people don't. There are very few people that don't really understand it. But it's like just like you can't maintain. Let's say I have, you know, maybe 500 people feel close to me that aren't fans. I mean, people that know me personally and have my number feel close to me. I don't have time for 5,000 people, 500 people. You know that. You know what I mean? So it's like maybe the depth of the time consumption is kind of shallow, but it doesn't mean the connection isn't deep and it doesn't mean it's valued and it doesn't mean when I pull up to Montana and give you a hug, I don't mean it. You know what I mean? Um, so I think it's kind of managing that. That's definitely managing the thing that comes down to, um, you don't have all the time in the world to give people, but when you do, you have to make sure it's an authentic kind of thing. And if it's yeah, not authentic, you, I want nothing to do with you. <laughs> you know, it, it is interesting though. Cause it's like the, the, at least from what I, I hear is the, the, bigger you get and the more that you actually rise, the less, the more difficult it is to have genuine relationships and friendships just because you don't know what their intentions are. And that's what sometimes, you know, the top of the mountain is the loneliest place. And and like we talked about Kanye, um, I'm going to talk about Kanye a lot, but that's one of the challenges for him is does he have anybody that is, that is honest with him and has his best intentions in mind and has his say nobody. I mean, I think his position right now with all the controversy, all his business, all his financial, God knows what, like who, who, I don't, I can't think of a single person. I know his father's relationship isn't great with him. His mother's not alive. So it's like, who, who? Yeah. And you have, you you see it with athletes. Yeah. You you see it with a a lot of business people, athletes. It it doesn't matter. The bigger you get, sometimes the tougher it is to have those genuine friendships and relationships. Is, Is that something at all? that's a concern for you. Like, or, you know, let's say you do make it to, to the for top sure. of it. You know, is that, is that a concern for you at all? Or are you like, Hey, if I get there, screw it. Let's, let's figure it out as we go. I mean, the gut reaction is figure it out as you go. This, I've actually not thought about this. I want to say one thing, then let's get back to that real quick. But, um, this actually reminds, there is a business, um, the, the mafia concept of consigliere is essentially created to, uh, to prevent the, the boss from being, unaccounted for you know what a consigliere is like number two in command 
mm-hmm. essentially like the consultant for the boss of the family. That's kind of like a really good business model, actually. Like people should use that in their lives of having like a number two person who only holds certain interests, who's meant to just keep you in check. So kind you need a consigliere. I will sign up for that job. And anyway, every, it is true. I feel like creating it's a business way of keeping you genuinely yeah. intact is actually that actually makes sense. I mean, obviously companies have boards of trustees, but exactly. It's business at the end of the day. It's too businessy. Um, yeah. Back to your question. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, I can think of people I even know personally, like, you know, changing their financial statuses and becoming significantly more lonely or paranoid. Um, I'd say no. Um, Let's get real vulnerable here. Um, I can I can say this is this is I mean I've never said this publicly. Um, I have this habit, and maybe it's a blessing. I can say it's probably my worst quality as a human being, but it's never failed me. My worst quality as a human being. And I feel so ashamed of it, but it's just somewhere in my DNA because I'm just so paranoid all the time. Is that at any given moment? If anyone in my life, you, Adam, anyone in my life were to turn against me, I would know how to bury them to the ground. Like, I just am on the defense at any given fucking moment. I mean, down to, like, my blood. Like, I am ready for war at any given moment. Saying it, just putting it out in the universe, I'm very aware of it and something I'm not proud of, but it's just in me. Maybe I will get free of that through spirituality. I don't really know. Um, the thing is, let's do a little little uh, little psychology session here. Yeah, I mean, you know, what what do you think is the root cause of that? What's the root cause of that? Um, there's there's a lot of root causes for that. I can get into. I mean, I've been betrayed. I mean, I've been betrayed in several in several situations, um, and because of that, like I just don't trust anyone. So again, I, at my core, I feel very very like it is just me. It is me to the death of me. Like if my own. I hate to say, if my own parents turn on me, like, I'm fine. You know what I mean? I'm ready for whatever at any given moment, like with anyone. Um, so that is, that is, that, like, I, I already feel isolated, but I think because of that, I also, I mean, also the reverse, like, you, like, I communicate very, very hard with the people around me, like, you know, in a very loving, like, I'm very loving towards the people around me, but I'm also very aggressive towards the people around me. Like, everything's at a very high voltage, so there's no, it's like a very strong bridge, but it's a bridge I'm also ready to explode at any given moment. Again, this feels, I feel awful saying all this, but like, that's the true answer. You know, it is what it is. And the whole thing is the rise, right? So hopefully yeah. whatever the, yeah. uh, whatever the word is. Maybe a year from now we'll do an episode. Right. I, like, I don't feel that way anymore. You know what I mean? And maybe I have a more strategic, but that, that is, that's how I feel. And because of that, I'm kind of ready for whatever isolation or alienation comes with it you know so it doesn't worry me you uh well that's actually we're gonna do rapid fire in a little bit because okay. i think that that's fun so, and, and yeah, like the question fire. i was gonna ask you I, i'd actually rather hold off sure. until uh until the rapid fire round so in terms of friendship then so the whole point of this episode is friends on the rise all that have you lost any friends along the way because maybe they were tr- they wanted to hold you back or you felt at least like they were holding you back and maybe you were outgrowing them. Did you, have you had any of those experiences before? Actually, no. <laughs> I've had no bridges burned. 
Like there are friends, like I have a friend, I'm not gonna say his name. I haven't talked to him in like 10 years, but like I promised him like he can play the drums when I do Madison Square Garden, you know what I mean? And like, I'm still gonna hit him up about that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna be like, bro, like in eight years, I'm like, hey, like I'm a man of my fucking word, roll through. Yeah, there was, <laughs> like, there's a handshake on the line right now for that. Just so yeah, everybody Don, knows. You know there who was, you are, you know yeah. who you are. Yeah, there is a official handshake that when Scrizz yeah. plays at MSG, you're coming I up on will be drumming by the band. You know who you yep. are. Yep. Um, yeah. No hard feelings. You owe me a steak dinner, though. I know that much. But you can do that after MSG. I'm in no deal. rush. That's a, that's a deal all day, all day, every day. I love that. Yeah. So no, you never, you never felt like you outgrew any friends. None of that. No. So it sounds like your only real friend issue is just you just are scared about. You're worried about being betrayed. You're worried about someone just backstabbing you. Yes, for sure. You have trust issues, man. You got You and Drake got to got to huddle up. Me and Drake. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, All right. So you ready for some uh, some rapid Let's fire? Let's bring it All home. Right. Bring it home strong. Let's do it. Here we go. So, best friend in the music industry. My friend Andrew or Chris Webby, I'd say. Okay. Who's the uh, who's the one friend you'd want to do a uh, you'd want to perform an MSG with? Probably my friend Andrew because we've played together musically the longest. Who is the uh, the nicest you know big time celebrity you met that uh, that was maybe a little surprising for you? Uh, Pat Monahan from Train is like the nicest, most respectful, time giving human being I've ever met. And he's like one of the best selling artists on earth. And you wouldn't guess that, which is crazy. Like super nice. Like he will, like I, we, we did a show in front of like 15,000 people in um, Pennsylvania. And I texted him like, right. Put, I was in the same festival with him. I texted him like the morning of, and he like set me up to like be on stage with him the whole night. And again, like he doesn't do meet and greets. Like he's sold like, they're like the biggest like white person band ever. People forget how big train is. And like, he just like walked off stage. And again, like he doesn't do meet and greets. He just goes back to his hotel. Like he's, he like had a whole like tents just for us and like sat down with me and a really annoying girlfriend for like an hour and just chatted. Um, that was a level of like, that was a level of class act I haven't seen before. He had no reason to do that at all. Like no reason. Should we get him on the podcast? I'm we a should. big train fan. Yeah. All right, let's get him on. I'll, I'm emailing him next week actually. So maybe I'll bring right, it up. Cool. Let's get him on the podcast. I love it. Um, all right. Who, uh, now I, I lost my train of thought with all that. What's up? Um, I had a couple, I had a, I had a good one, good one locked in there. I don't want to wrap up this rapid fire. Cause I, I, I have oh, a couple of, okay. I have, a, you got I have it. a couple of good ones. So, so train Pat, that's who we're gonna have on the podcast. Yeah, that was in. nice guest. Okay, that's good to know. Which which place you performed? Okay, had the nicest nicest fans. Awesome, favorite fans. Awesome, awesome question. Madison, Wisconsin, fucking rocks. I don't know why that is, but Madison, Wisconsin, fucking rocks. And I heard on the radio 
they were saying like the most stressful places to work and they were a bunch of cities and like like Vegas and you know whatever the least stressful city in all of America to work is Madison Wisconsin not talked about enough nicest fucking people on earth they are just great I mean the Midwest in general is just like just so nice and down to like just like they're so happy for you to be there and if only five people go to the show it feels like you're at Madison Square Garden it's like I don't know it's not like that in New York, New York, you know that much, you know? Oh yeah. Well, sh- shout out to, and you're friends with her too, but shout out to my former roommate, uh, Holly. She's from Kenosha, Wisconsin. Oh. So yeah. So Wisconsin no, does have just a nice, there is there, Midwest nice is a real thing. Yeah. It's very real. Like they're very grateful. Like they treat artists with such a level of gratitude and they know how to have a good time. Like You've been to New York shows. You've probably been to LA shows. Like everyone's so stiff and they're all yeah. Like, they're not. They're yeah, having a exactly. good time. It's awful. It's awful. East Coast, get it together. What are we doing? It's awful. All right. Who is the uh, who is the most famous person you have in your your three thousand plus contact list in your phone? I got a couple. Um, I'll just say I have Eric Rubin's phone number. I have Eric Church's phone number. I feel like I got a couple wild ones. I mean, I got Pat's number. I feel like he's not that famous, though. He's just like, his band's a big deal. Um, I say that's it. I got Rick Rubin and Eric Church's number. Those are big ones. All right, so last last one in rapid fire, which was kind of like a semi-rapid fire, which is my fault for for the, the little break in the middle. But this last one. Time out. Not, yep. off. I got Adam Rosen's number. That's the biggest That's- deal. Manifesting, looking back on this episode, 2035, me saying I have Adam Rosen's number. That's it's numero uno, Eric Church. Well said. Exactly. Okay, well said. Well said. All right. So I know you're not partying right now. I know yeah, that's not, right. not part of what you're doing. I'm still but- bar every night. Don't get me wrong. Like yeah. every night. All right. Sober partying or if you ever wanted to, to you know, have party with alcohol again, which I'm not sure. condoning. But no, regardless. Never, never know. Of course. Regardless. Who is the one person you would like to party with? Can they be dead? Sure. Eddie Money. I'd love to do like a shit ton of cocaine with Eddie Money. I don't even do cocaine. <laughs> I just love the novelty of just getting real fucked up with Eddie Money in like the 80s at some like LA strip club, bender night. Just something about getting fucked up with Eddie Money sounds pretty cool. RIP Eddie Money. R.I.P. Eddie Money. Eddie Money. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I don't. I don't even know who Eddie Money is. Eddie Money has two but... tickets to Paradise. Take me home tonight. Oh, yeah. nice. Oh, that is a James Yeah. Take me home tonight. That I wanna touch you. He had some bangers. He was a big influence on me. Like a really big influence on me. Actually, I actually honestly, reached out to him. Uh, I reached out to him several times before he died. Like I harassed him on social media. Emailed his manager. I was like, I have hit records for you. Actually, my song Bad Desires was like made for Eddie Money. Um, but yeah, I was like, Eddie Money, we're making hits, and then he died. So I forgive you, Eddie Money, but you missed out. Could have been Eddie Money. Well, yeah. in another lifetime, you and Eddie Money are gonna have some fun. And, <laughs> Make some hits, and... hang out with some strippers, do some blow, it's gonna be great. Yep, we're not condoning any of that here on the rise, but okay. hey, what you do in your own in your own time, it's your business. It's your business. Cool. So 19, it's been a pleasure, Adam. Have an amazing evening. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. See ya. See you guys. Bye.